0: of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A little ancient history to start off with. In 1970, a band named Three Dog Night had a song that went to number one. It was called Mama Told Me Not to Come. and It had this little refrain to it. Mama told me not to come. Mama told me not to come. That ain't the way to have fun. No-oh, were they ever right. Now, for those of you who have been in the military, you're gonna understand this clearly, and for you paratroopers, uh, my apologies, but um, it took me about three days of basic training to figure out that maybe I should have listened to the right voices rather than just to my recruiter. When he talked me into signing up for the 101st Airborne Division, oh, that was not such a good decision. If only I had listened to the right people. How often have we thought that very thought in the midst of a situation that we've wandered into that just really didn't turn out so well at all? Today's Gospel raises that same question, I really wish I had listened, but on a much more profound level. And the answer focuses on our future, but not just our future here. It focuses us on our eternal future. Are you listening this morning? Are you listening to the Word of God? Well, now is the time to do it. And that's one of the points that our text makes very graphically. Now is the time to listen because listening means living. That sounds easy enough. Listen to the Word of God, but is it really? I couldn't have asked for the kids, I couldn't have scripted them to come up and do a better job than they did this morning of illustrating that for us. And thank you, don't be embarrassed. It's, that, that was great, they, they did exactly what I wanted them to. You know what, we have a hard time listening to God's word, don't we? Just like we have a hard time listening to parents sometimes. This is the second week in a row that our scripture readings are addressing money and warning us about its proper use. Last week, Jesus told us very bluntly, you cannot serve both God and money. Mammon is the old English word. It's actually a transliteration of the Greek word. Stuff, material things. This week, the apostle reminds us that the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Notice it's not money, it is the love of money. It's not the root, but it is a root of all kinds of evil. But is anybody listening? Are we patterning our behavior on what God's word teaches us, or are we listening to other voices? It's really hard to do with respect to money, isn't it? I mean... Money is so powerful. Money is our key for dealing with day-to-day life. It's our key for the future. When we have money, life is easier. We eat better, we have better clothes, we have a nicer home, we have access to more medical care. We have so much more when we have money. We feel more secure. But is that why God gives us money, to simply feel and live better? The rich man in the parable certainly thought so. He lived fabulously every day. The Bible says that he didn't live especially sinfully other than being blind to the beggar at his gate And so, he celebrated every day, and he wore nice things, and he had plenty. Good food, good clothes, they're not a sin. They're not a sin. Except when they become so much a part of our lives that God's word and invitation to love one another is drowned out by that good living. As far as he could, he enjoyed his money, but that time came to an end and the rich man who had ignored the beggar at his doorstep died and it says quite literally in hell he was in torment. Could Jesus say it any more clearly? Are you listening? How could anyone miss hearing? Well, obviously many do, as do we. The rich man in Hades pleads with Abraham to send Lazarus back to warn his brothers. Send somebody from the dead. They'll listen. But Abraham answers, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. In other words, they have the Old Testament. They have the Bible. That's what the Bible was at the time of Jesus. The rich man, he was listening, but it was too late. Would his brothers listen to God's word to Moses and the prophets before it was too late for them? That was the question there's probably few of us who have to deal with beggars as directly as did that rich man who every time he went out practically had to stumble over Lazarus as is pictured in the parable. Let's think about that in terms of uh, our world today. It's been a huge week in politics. But I I don't want to talk about the word impeachment right now, rather Look at what the politicians are doing as they line up with one another in making all kinds of promises. Promises most often affecting our money. That's where the arguments all seem to be. How many of us really stop to evaluate those promises on the basis of our own self-interest? What is their proposal? What is their platform going to mean for me? for my income, for my taxes, for my life, for my... Well, you fill in the blank. Do we ever ask, how will it affect others? How will it affect our country as a whole? How will it affect our ability to help those in need around the world through the means of government that God has given? God tells us, love your neighbor as yourself. But when it comes to money, we too easily draw a hard and fast line, and all of a sudden, the noise of this world is causing us not to hear. Will we listen? Will we hear? Will we take God's word to heart before it's too late? You know, in some ways, we would be better off to be like that beggar at, the rich man's gate. He had nothing at all, no food, no companions, except maybe a few neighborhood dogs that came wandering up to him. He had no money. All he had was a name, Lazarus. Isn't that interesting, there's one other Lazarus mentioned in the Bible in John 11. Hmm. Lazarus, you know what it means? It's Hebrew for God helps, God helps. And God did help. For when Lazarus died, God sent angels to carry him to that place where there is eternal joy and plenty. What's the point? Well, the point is God is the difference. When our focus is on Him, then we have all, including eternal life. Whether in this life we have enjoyed plenty, or very, very little. In his word, God does something really amazing. He doesn't just point out our selfishness, but he also points out the selflessness of somebody else. Jesus. He didn't come to spend money to buy us back. Remember the brilliant way that Luther said it in his explanation of the creed? Not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and his innocent sufferings and death. That's what Jesus used. He paid the price for the times that we overlook the needs of those who are around us. He is the one who rose from the dead to declare us free from sin and to open the gates of life for us. Jesus, is our savior. The brothers of the rich men, they wouldn't repent even if Lazarus were able to go back and he couldn't. After all, they had Moses and the prophets and they were told to listen to him, to them. Well, we have not only the Old Testament, we also have the New Testament. We have not only the promise given in so many ways and fleshed out over the centuries until finally it came to a point at the cross, we also have the fulfillment of that promise in the resurrection victory and in the witness of the Scriptures to that victory to this very day and beyond. God's Word read, proclaimed, taken to heart, and believed in this world That's where we have absolute assurance. That's where we have the forgiveness of our sins. That's where we have strength for new life. God's word, that's what speaks to our hearts that forgiveness that we so desperately need. God's word, spoken in a very special way here in this place as we gather together as we encourage one another, as we build one another up in that most holy word. God's word, given to us in tangible ways in the promise of our baptism, in the very body and blood of Christ, given so that we might not only hear, but that we might taste and touch as well. God knew we would need it. And he gives, and he gives, and he gives again and again forgiveness, and new life, here and now and for eternity, the power and example of Jesus. God gives us all of this through his word and so much more. Now is the time to listen to that word. Now is the time to take that word to heart and to carry it in our hearts to those who are in need in our world, in the world around us, in whatever ways that we can. We can reach out to the hungry and the hurting. We can reach out with God's heart of love to fill their needs as we are able. And maybe, just maybe, through that loving, we'll build some relationships so that they can hear God's word too.